This podcast contains strong language and adult situations. Listener discretion is advised. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Evening, Commissioner. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. It's talking ish with your commish. We're back for another edition, and for those of you joining us maybe for the first time, welcome. This podcast is a podcast for our fantasy football league and also about dick and fart jokes so get used to a lot of bad language and me saying fuck pretty much every other word as promised this is a podcast where we're going to focus on the what's coming up this week and it's a big week for one of our very special members our boy mike is getting married big life event for him you dumb schmuck <laughs> right. right anyway uh we wanted to dedicate this podcast to to our boy Mike because he is one of the best contributors here so he deserves it he think he's earned the podcast about him and uh he's just generally one of the guys that I I hold near and dear to my heart I do I have an intimate affection for this man and that's not gay to say I don't give a shit I can say that because I'm a man I believe in it so I thought it'd be fun to take a little trip down memory lane and recollect some of the things from our past where maybe we tell you the story of how I met Mike um, which I don't know if that's very eventful, but some of the stories to follow I think will be, and they'll be pretty good ones. Before we get into all that, and before we get into some other great things related to Mike, I have a story of my own to tell. If you don't mind, I'm just going to come out the gate with this one, because this happened to me yesterday. I was uh, shopping for shoes for Mike's wedding, and I don't often go out for clothes. I think it shows in my wardrobe. Pretty much wear the same fucking thing every day. I went out for clothes. I go to the Gloucester County Premium Outlets because I'm out here in Mullica Hill. That's probably the closest place to go to get cheap shit and name brand stuff. Because while I might not be somebody who's very materialistic, I like shit that lasts. And unfortunately, in the world we live in, sometimes you got to go with the name brand on some of that shit. And I wanted a nice pair of shoes because Mike's like, oh, we're getting the blue suit. Got to get black shoes. So I went to uh, the little Cole Haan outlet. And let me tell you something, man. One of the weirdest fucking store experiences I've ever had in my entire fucking life. So I walk into the store, and this this gentleman greets me. He's a a very flamboyantly gay black gentleman. And he basically floated over to me. I swear to God, this guy was, was so gay, he, like, floated over. And uh, he would even probably admit that. He's like, oh, I floated over to you. And that's how he talked. That's exactly how he talked. He had, for some reason, had, like, a an old British woman's accent but kind of looked like like that guy Titus Burgess from that show, Kimmy Schmidt, and he plays the guy. I think his name in the show is Titus. I, I, I watched like an, a season of that show because I thought it was funny because it was like Tina Fey, and then it wasn't funny anymore. But that's who he looked like, if you know who that is. So he comes over and he tries to help me out. He's like, hello, sir. Can I help you out? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm, uh, I'm looking for a pair of black dress shoes. Pretty much the most simple fucking thing you could find um, or be asking for. And this guy is like, oh, I have you covered. Come, come with me. Come, 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 come. So he takes me to the back of the store where there's a selection of like, literally, they have a whole like little section of black dress shoes. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't know the difference between like, what, when do I wear a buckle versus shoelaces? Like I, I wear the same pair of shoes 
for the last like 10 years and I got to buy dress shoes. Fuck. Um, so he's like, well, what, what does your suit look like? Is it, is it black? Is it blue? Is it gray? And I'm like, oh, it's a Navy suit. He's like, well, do we have a picture? So I show him a picture of the suit and, uh, he's, he's like digging this suit. Mike, he's like, loves this thing. This guy thinks that you're like a fashionista with the color of the suit. He's like, oh, that's a lovely color. It'll really bring out the burgundy in your beard. I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. Um, not many people pick up on the fact that I got bronze in the beard. Dave did, because Dave Dave's very observant. That's why he calls me Bernie Bronze Beard. But this guy, not only does he uh, not only is he like obsessing over the suit and drooling over it, now he's starting to turn his like eyes towards me. And I'm not I'm not one of those people that's like thinking every gay guy is into me. This gay guy was into me, and I'm not just saying that because I'm. Uh, like confident or cocky or whatever like this this there was a thing going on here this guy was like totally and blatantly like getting a little too handsy so he's like for some reason I'm trying on shoes he's like well what's your shoe size and I tell him I'm an 11 and a half I'm very confident that I'm an 11 and a half he's like no we have to measure so we uh he gets out the little like measurement thing and he is he is caressing my feet like fondling my feet like a little borderline uncomfortable for me if I wasn't so secure in my masculinity. But he's he's really grabbing my feet, measuring them fuckers, and like wiggling my toes and stuff. Real weird. So he gets my shoe size. Wouldn't you know, 11 and a half. We didn't need to go through that whole exercise. So then he's actually, uh, he's asking me about the suit. He's like, well, do you know how, where the pants come to? I'm like, the pants come down to the fucking, to the floor, I guess. Like, what do you want me to fucking tell you? They come down to my ankles. They're, they're pants. He's like, well, it would have been nice if you brought the pants so we could see where they sit. And I'm like, all right. Well, that I didn't do that because I literally fucking just need a shoe to put on under the pants. They fall right on my feet where all other shoes meet pants. That's just the way it goes. So he's he starts, like, getting out his measuring tape and trying to measure, like, my the distance from my calf to my ankle. So I think it was just so he could caress my leg or something. This guy must like not get many people coming in the store. I mean, it was pouring rain that day. I think this guy was bored and he's like he saw me come through in my just like super shitty work outfit that has zero style and he was like I can queer eye for the straight straight guy, this fucking guy. And I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. So after he gets me the shoes, he tries to upsell me on literally everything in the fucking store. I'm like, "Listen, guy. I got 15 minutes to get back to work. I just need these shoes. Fuck off." So I'll, I leave that creepy and weird experience, and I head over to Starbucks because I need a little pick-me-up. It's the afternoon. I need a little coffee. I haven't been to Starbucks in a long time because I think they're pretentious, and their coffees are honestly not that much better than in some other places. I go to Dunkin'. I go to Wawa. I go where the coffee's cheaper. But Starbucks was the only thing in this little mall shopping center, so that's where I went. I go, and uh, I'm, I want, just want, like, a cold brew. That's what I get. I like the little strong coffee. So I go up to the counter, and this girl's like, Oh, do you want to try our uh, our new like draft line coffee or whatever it is? It's like the coffee that comes out of the draft line, the nitro brew. That's what it's called. So she's like, "Do you want to try the nitro brew?" And I'm like, "What the fuck is that? I don't know what that was. That like a beer? Is it a beer brew? Like, is, is there alcohol in it?" She's like, "No, it's just like a nitrous line that runs through the coffee." And I'm like, "What kind of soy boy beta cuck do you think I am that I'm going to buy that?" So of course I bought the fucking nitro coffee for five fucking dollars or whatever it costs and i'm just thinking to myself what a fucking gimmick this shit is all it is is coffee with nitrogen running through it so now all of a sudden we've taken coffee which you know it's a fucking bean water 
basically bean water, and we pump nitros, nitrogen through it, and all of a sudden it's $5. What a fucking world we live in. I just can't get over, man. Fucking soy boy beta cucks. Anyway, that was my that was my little experience. Thought I'd share that. Uh, but now I got my shoes for your wedding, Mike, and I'm going to be fresh. Be fucking fresh at your wedding. We're all going to look fresh. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't get over this suit thing, by the way. You got that suit thing, the generation talks for you. Like Basically give them like three, you answer like a three-question survey, and all of a sudden you've got a suit that's perfectly like snug to your body and fits perfectly. I don't understand how they did that. I am convinced that they have like spies where you enter your name and some guy like comes and scopes you out and measures you from afar. There's no way that they're able to get that shit just based off of the information I provided. It was like, what's your height? What's your weight? And are you average, plump, or like super skinny? I don't know how the fuck you figure out my suit lengths and stuff based on that. Because, dude, I got a weird body. I got like a six foot two wingspan and I'm only five foot nine. And I have like a fucking giant foot for a dude that's just a short little Italian guy. I don't, I don't know how the fuck they figured that shit out. It's perfect fit, though. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to look fresh at your fucking wedding. So for this podcast, I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back to the earliest memories I could recollect about Mike. And I tried to think of when we actually met. And this was tough. Because if you guys remember, like, a lot of you have known each other since you were really young. And I was kind of the, uh, I was like the last man in. You know, like in the NCAA tournament, there's like the, the bubble teams. I was like the bubble friend. I was like the last one in. And uh, it's just because I, I didn't meet a lot of you till later in life. And Mike, uh, I didn't meet until like probably like 14, 15 years old. Um, he went to Kelman, I think, which was a, a different like track to high school. So we never really crossed paths until then. And I know he played hockey. I, I remember seeing him. I think it was when I played Jaguars. Now I'm really going back into the memory. I, I think it was when I played Jaguars for this guy, Mike Klasky. And... He was he was on one of the teams there. I feel like I, I remember that very distinctly, but I never knew him. And it wasn't really until I think it was like eighth grade or ninth grade or eighth going into ninth, we may have played like on that middle school hockey team. And if you'll remember, that was the middle school hockey team. I don't know how many of you are on that, but that was when my brother, my older brother still played. And if you ever watch my older brother play hockey, all he could do is hit. Like my my older brother's a big goof and kind of like a like a like a theater like thespian like weirdo, but he did play sports. And the only thing he could do in hockey was literally obliterate people with just devastating hits. Couldn't skate, couldn't shoot, couldn't puck handle, couldn't do any of that. Just kill people. And he literally murdered Drew Belinsky in a just a scrimmage for this middle school team. And I'm pretty sure that Drew Belinsky never played hockey after that. Talk about a soy boy beta cuck. Drew Berlinski was such a fucking mo. I fucking couldn't stand that kid. And just to watch my brother end his hockey career was just so satisfying. But I'm pretty sure that was the team that I think Mike might have been on that team. If not, he was on some, some team that we played on. But we still never really had full-blown conversation. So I always remember seeing Mike around the hockey rink. I remember seeing Dave around the hockey rink. But I knew Dave from middle school, didn't really know Mike. So uh, until we like finally crossed paths, I didn't really know. I think the first time we really had a conversation, like because I I was in a class with Dave in the lecture hall. I remember that, and Mike was in the class, and Mike Mike and Dave kind of knew each other, I guess, from playing hockey. I, don't, I honestly don't even remember. Um, but we all kind of sat in that back corner together. It may have been like driver's ed or just some class in that lecture hall, 
And we had a great fucking time in that class. We just dicked around. The class was pretty much a joke from what I remember. And that's how I really started to get to know Mike. And this is back in the day where I actually like still could play sports before I fucked up my shoulder completely. And I was actually an athlete, which was good times. And we all kind of thought we were like, oh, we're the future of Charlie's hockey and all that shit. You know, just real quick, because we're going to get to hockey, but one of the most distinct memories I have of Mike and his like his family is his dad standing behind the fucking net at every East game and just screaming out, let's go East. <laughs> it's like my fucking, uh, that's like etched in my mind. But then there were also Mike's mom's parties, which were, or I guess they weren't Mike's mom's parties. They were parties at Mike's mom's house. And those were always my favorite, the most fun. We just all got like, you know, respectably drunk. Um, and just had a fucking great time. From what I remember, and this is, may just be my my high school memory, because at high in high school everything seemed bigger, everything seemed more important, and that party to me seemed huge. I felt like there was like 150 people there, but there was probably like just like 20 to 30 people there. But it felt like this gigantic party that was just like rager, and everybody was fucked up. It was a great time. But at those parties, Mike was always taking care of people. He was always making sure that everybody was, like, satisfied with their situation. He was keeping shit going on, like, the pong table. My man was checking in on everybody. He's always been very hostful that way. Even at a young age, he knew the importance of keeping the party fresh, keeping it safe, keeping it secure. He always made sure that shit was on lock. Mike, in that sense, Mike was always kind of like a dad on the prowl, just making sure, hey, you, get, you kids okay? You kids okay? You kids okay? That's the way my man was. And that's why the parties, you at Mike's parties, you always felt safe. You always felt like he had shit under control. It never felt out of control, which was a nice feeling. You never were like, oh, the cops are coming to this party. Because he never let, he would never let it get to that point. And pretty much every boy became a man at, the, at Mike's parties, which was, you know what I'm saying. Anyway... Um, there's a, there's a few things that happened at some of these parties and some are more memorable than others. But the one that distinctly stands out in my mind is the night that Danielle Stommel died at Mike's house. <laughs> like she almost fucking died and that's not on him. It may be a little bit on me according to everybody, but I, I'd like to clear the air on that. I believe it was our senior year and it was the Halloween party. Cause I remember my, my infamous costume, the cock blocker, my superhero, of where I wore a, a chicken with a line through it, a belt of condoms, and I carried around a ruler breaking people up like a cock blocker. Um, and we were all there pre-gaming at Mike's house before, like, the blackout. You remember that? Where you'd go to, it's like a blackout Halloween party or whatever because everybody just blacked out. And back in senior year, Daniel Stommel was, like, super into me, but I didn't I want anything to do with that. I was just like, no, I don't, I don't really like you that way. Sorry. And, uh, I guess uh, Halloween, she was trying it again, and I was just like, stay away from me. And she blacked the fuck out, kept drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking, and almost died. How do I have anything to do with that? I'm sorry. But somehow everyone's like, well, this is Brent's fault. He's responsible. He has to take care of her. Well, why? I don't know. Like, I have nothing to do with her. But I apologize, Mike, because I think I left you with that mess. And that's why you're a good friend. You never gave me a hard time about that, because you got it. You knew. He's like... Well, you didn't have anything to do with it. She's just some girl who got drunk at my house now, so now I'm stuck with her. That's kind of how it went down. But Mike, uh, Mike took care of me. I appreciate that, brother, because I didn't, I didn't want to have to fucking deal with that mess at all. It's fucking terrible. Left that to you and Steph Smythe. 
Speaking of Steph Smythe, I am glad that you found Ashley because some of the people you dated in your past just fucking duds, losers, not good enough for my Mikey. But uh, Ashley's a good girl. We like her. She's she's cool. We'll get to Ashley though. We will get to her. Over the course of all those parties though, well, I got closer with Mike and all the dudes that went to the parties. Like that's how I kind of met Jake, Mark. Um, even got closer with Dave. Like that's just that's where we all hung out. And I remember like the one of the first times I actually got real like Ripper Magood was at fucking Mike's house with like Mike and Jake. Dave may have been there. I think Mark might have been there. Um, I had smoked dubers back way way before that, but like I never I gotten high, but not like high high. This was like I was Ripper Magood off my ass for the first time, and I was like, "This is awesome! This is great!" <laughs> uh, but I remember that. And I, I remember I can almost like feel how it felt. It's it's that etched into my brain. But one of the first times Mike and I hung, hung out one on one, just me and him, he was taking back his equipment from J Dogs, the little hot dog vendor to some uh, storage unit where I guess they kept all that stuff. So we were like, hey, we got this shit back. Let's smoke a bowl. Smoke a quick bowl. Going to go drive back to Mike's dad's house. And on the way there, we make an illegal right turn, I guess, or a no turn on red or something like that. We get pulled over. I am like shitting myself because just the, the thought of me getting caught high in an fucking i was i was freaking out but mike cool as a fucking cucumber he's like not at any point did he have any sense of panic because he was just like no we're fine we're good we didn't do anything wrong and i'm like okay he springs into action cops just like license and registration he plays it cool hands it to him no problem fucking guy goes and checks it out i don't even think he got a ticket i think he let him off with a warning you can refresh me on that ml but we get out of it, and like this shit is like in the center console, from what I remember. And we're just we get out of it, cause he played it cool, and I'm just like this guy, has stone fucking balls. He has balls made of brass, just playing it cool. And it goes back to what I said earlier. When you were with Mike, you always felt like safe. You always felt like he was gonna take care of you, and that's that's what I love about him. You never you when Mike's around or he's driving or whatever, you never gotta worry. I remember when we went to visit Dave at West Virginia. I went down with Dave's sister, and Mike met us there. And Mike was driving us everywhere, and the snow was piled, like, above the car. And I never, at, at any point, no matter where we were, I was like, this guy's got me covered. Thanks, Mike. He even had me covered in Disney, where we went on our senior trip, and everybody's just, it's like the last day of the fucking trip. Everybody's at Blizzard Beach. We're in the Lazy River. We're just having a good time, splashing around. I go to take Mike's tube with my left arm and just push it upstream just to give him a little boost. And my shoulder fucking pops out, and I am, like, getting dragged in the current by the lazy river with my shoulder out, and I'm like, fuck. Mike just, like, hops out, grabs me, pulls me on shore, and, like, he's like, oh, fuck, man, your shoulder popped out. And I ended up going to the hospital with Mr. Terranova, getting it popped back in. And then uh, I think the stress of that entire event is what killed him, uh, if you remember him just dying the next day. So, yeah, I feel somewhat responsible for that. But Mikey saved my life. He saved my life. I could have drowned in that lazy river, but I didn't because he was there to pull me out. And Mike's always put up with my shit, you know. I've 
I've I've obviously had all my issues and problems and stuff, but he never gave me a hard time about it, and he's always there. And I think he always found me entertaining, which is why he kept me around, maybe. Um, but Mike's always had my back, and I appreciate that, man. Hopefully, I've been able to have yours too. I remember one time, I'm like, I've always I'm always looking for moments to get my boys back, and uh, we're out at some bar in Philly, and we're with Ashley and her friends, and Dave was there. And we're all just hanging out. And I, Mike, Mike, when he has to shit, has like the stinkiest farts in the entire world. They just are just, they smell like the shit that's about to come out of his ass. So we're sitting at the bar and we're all huddled around this like one table and it's, we're, it's close quarters. And all of a sudden I'm just hit with this smell and it smells like sewage. It smells like something crawled up into this place, died and was there for five weeks and covered in shit. And I know that it came from Mike, but Mike's like surrounded by these girls. And I don't know at this point how comfortable he felt around Ashley and her friends. But I just like I look over and I'm like, sorry, guys, I think I shit myself. And I totally took the blame for that stinky fart because I just saw the opportunity to help my man out. And like, what the fuck do I care? At that point, I was like tied up with Jen. I didn't like I'm not trying to impress anybody. I can shit myself in front of other girls. So, uh, yeah, man, took took the bullet for you on that one. But that was fucking the stinkiest fart I've ever smelled in, like, my entire life. Dave can attest. So I'm excited for the wedding. I think it should be a lot of fun. I mean, all of us together in one spot is always a great time. And honestly, I am I am completely honored and humbled to be a groomsman in your wedding. It means a lot to me. You were a groomsman in mine. It meant a lot to me then. It means almost even more now that I can be there for you on your day. And Ashley, you're getting a uh, a special guy here. You're getting one of the most caring and loyal people I know. Like, he's a very nurturing dude, and he'll take care of you. And I, I, I really do think that he always is thinking about other people. He's always thinking, how can I just do the little things to brighten up people's days? And I think when you when you think of Mike... He's this, yeah, he's like the bourbon drinking, weed smoking, crass joke making, just fun guy, funny guy. But deep down, he's got a big heart and he's got a passion for the things he cares about. And if he cares about you, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be there for you. And that's all, that's, that's what I got to say. And I think it's evident that Mike was raised by a great family. Um, He's a great kid and you're really lucky. You really are. And beyond all things, he is the fuzziest little man peach there there ever was. He's just like a cute little teddy bear and a great snuggle partner. Have you ever snuggled with Mike? It's like being in the arms of a giant pillow. His like fluffy, fuzzy chest. And uh, yeah, you're a really lucky gal. You are. So I've been reaching out to other people too to get some perspective on Mike because this is all about him, this podcast. And I was talking to some people from his family and his sister sent me a great video of him giving a speech at her bat mitzvah. And I don't know if you've ever seen a video of Mike as a, as a little nino, but boy, was he fucking cute. Like, just like this little nerdy, like, <laughs> honestly, it doesn't even look like, it looks like him. It's like this little, it's like the little, like, innocent kid that lives inside of Mike. Like, you have to fucking see this video. He's just adorable. Um, so I, I, I don't want to play the whole clip because it's, it's a little long, but uh, I do want to give you, I just want you to hear what little Mike sounded like 
and how how sweet and innocent he was. So let's let's take a listen. Hold on a second. Just a fucking adorable little kid. And uh, what's with that? I never realized he had such a strong Philly accent. Maybe that's, oh, my God. You're a little kid with a little thick Philly accent. Love it. Fucking great. Thank you for the clip, Rachel. That is fantastic. So before we get to our guest, I wanted to give Mike a little marriage advice. Because I am a experienced man of married life. Been married for two years now. Almost two years. Coming up in uh, November. So... I wanted to depart some of the wisdom and things that I tried to live by. I don't always succeed, as no, no man is perfect. But things I think are important to a successful marriage. Number one, fighting is stupid. Don't be the one to get mad. Be the one to diffuse the argument. So oftentimes when you live with someone long enough, conflict is inevitable. And when you are in close quarters... Sometimes you're doing stuff that just pisses another person off. Or it could just be, I had a bad day, and just your presence annoys me, and that kind of thing. Just don't be the one to get mad. If you're angry about something, you feel like yelling, don't. Just hold it in. Diffuse it. Because realize that you guys love each other, and fighting is, is inevitably stupid and can be avoided if we just recognize that conflict is coming, hash it out like human beings, and just have a conversation, and move on. We can get angry. We can be mad about stuff, but we don't need to take it out on each other. That's number one. Number two, be engaged. When you're there, be there. So like I'm guilty of it all the time. I'm playing video games, doing this podcast. I'm doing all kinds of stuff at home, on my phone, watching TV, watching sports. Not all, you don't always have to be with each other, but when you are, be engaged. Don't be looking at your phone. Don't be checking your fantasy squad. Don't be texting. Don't be looking at Instagram. Talk to her. Ask her how her day was. I need to do a better job of that. Don't do enough of that with my wife. I try all the time. But that's the most important one. Always be engaged. You got to know what's going on in each other's life so you can be there for each other. Number three. Small random acts of kindness make a girl incredibly happy. It can be something as simple as random flowers. Never get flowers on a holiday. That's expected. Get them on like a Tuesday just because. Those are the best kind of flowers. Brightens up girl's day. Tell her she looks pretty. Tell her you really enjoyed a meal that she made. They love to hear feedback, these women. So make them feel good. Uh, whatever number we're on. Four, I guess. Her family is now your family. So, obviously, family comes first. And, like, to me, my family always comes before anything else. And I'm sure it's the same way for you. But her family is now yours. So if anything happens to her family, it happened, it's your family that it's happening to. And you got to be there. Be present for that shit. I'm fortunate. I love Jim's family. They're a great time. So when we go there, I'm just, I'm, it's fun for me. And I'm, I hope that you guys have that same thing with each other. Your families are now each other's families. So make sure that you acknowledge that and treat it as such. Uh, and then the most important thing is marriage is not about you. There is no you in a marriage. There's only each other. You're one now. Marriage is a contract that says we can take care of each other's shit. So you gotta be, you gotta be 
there for that. You got to recognize that every decision you make is a decision for the collective we. It is no longer a decision of you. So if you want to go buy some fancy new TV, you got to decide, do we want to go buy a fancy TV? Because every decision, even that stupid example, it's a joint decision now. You've entered into the contract to say we're partners for life. It's like a business transaction. Actually, it's a legal transaction. It is. You're partners. You file your taxes is one thing. You're a married couple. And I think we've, we often forget because we're in our nature wired to do what we want to do. But it's not about we all the time. Or it's not about you all the time. It's about we. And we requires sacrifice and compromise. You can't always do everything you want. You got to do some things for some other people. But I don't think either you're going to have a problem with that. You're already doing it. You already know how to do that. So those are just my, my tidbits of advice. Things I try to live by, but I'm not always successful. But I always am going to strive to try to do those things. All right, you can go ahead and test. Just say anything. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, on, my, I'm on my car phone, so let me know if it's better if I... No, it's perfect. Don't All right. Do it on so I'm going to lead you in. Um, I'm just going to kind of introduce you, and then we'll get right okay. into like an interview-style format. Okay. All right, perfect. All right, ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Are you sure you're ready? ready? All right. Ready, I think. Maybe. All right. <laughs> Joining me now on the podcast is a very special guest. Uh, I don't get many guests on this podcast very often, so I'm very excited that she agreed to do this little interview with me. Everybody say hi to Ashley. Ashley, say hi. Say hi to everybody. Hi. How's it going? Seven of oh, yeah, all seven of us. <laughs> hey, we we're expanding our listener base every every single I know. day. Mike tells every single person he talks to about football. So yeah, so I wanted to uh, just kind of check in. How's uh, how's everything going? You're coming down to the wire here, right? Wedding Saturday. Yeah. Everything's figured yeah, I'm out. Looking forward to it. Everything's figured out. Now it's just the fun stuff. So did you guys go through the process of like uh, you know your seating chart and all that fun stuff? Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mike, Mike wasn't much help. How how was Mike in the wedding process? He seems like he'd be a little more he hands on. Because he says, "I heard everyone's advice. I'll let you do everything. I don't need to be involved." And then I'll ask him to look over something, and he's like, "I had no say in this. I, I can't approve this." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Which I'm sure you guys are not surprised to hear. About no. Mike, so. Well, in general, we kind of defer to women on everything in our lives. So it's not just wedding planning. It's it's pretty much fucking yeah. everything. So I wanted yeah. to I wanted to give you a chance to kind of address the podcast, let people learn a little bit about you cuz you know, you come from a different world out there in Ohio, right? So you grew yeah. you grew up in Ohio, right? Yes, I grew up in Cleveland. Okay, and you went to high school in Cleveland. Yes. Or the I Cleveland did. area. What was the name of your high school? I think um, it's called Hawken. It's outside of Cleveland, okay. but it's suburbs. So I think I looked it up. I think Molly Shannon went to your high school. Like yeah, actress. she did. Yeah, see, I she do my did. research. I do my homework. <laughs> so what was high school like in Cleveland? Um, I liked my high school. It was like a prep school, but it was like a hippie prep school. So okay. it was cool. Like they played Beatles at, during our announcements and stuff like that. So wow. it was fun. That's different. And I have good friends from high school that all of you guys will meet this weekend. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all friends from high school. We went to public school where there was lots of drugs yeah. and like a bunch of rich kids. So... A little kind different, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sounds very similar. All right. So then, <laughs> Rich kids and pot. then you went to college where? In, in Tampa? 
Yes, I did. University of Tampa. And uh, what did you study? Graphic design. Graphic design. All right. And when, where did you meet Mike? Did you guys meet in college? Was it like abroad or something? Or was this something yeah, else? Yeah, we met. We, we were on the same um, study abroad program in Rome. So you guys met in Rome. What was it, what was this experience? Yeah. Was it like a, a sudden thing? Like you guys just like met and it was like love at first sight? Or was it like, you know, a gradual thing? You were in the same group of friends kind of deal. Um, I think we only hung out like two, three times before we like started to like each other. I don't think it was love at first sight, but we were definitely into each other okay. pretty quickly. So then this all happened in Rome? Yes, it did. Wow. So did he take you like on a first like date in Rome or something? Yeah, we went to get gelato and coffee. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. He, you know, okay. he is like, a lot of people don't realize how like romantic he is. He's like, uh, yeah. he's very subtly caring. He's very caring. I mean, that's like the softness underneath the gruffness. Is yeah. The big heart that he has. You know, Rachel showed me a video from her bat mitzvah where he's giving a speech and he's fucking adorable. Have you ever seen him as a kid? Yeah, he's really goofy. Oh, cute. my God. He was like the nerdiest little Jewish boy. <laughs> totally. He's totally cute. Anyway, yeah. so I want to know a little bit more about the early ons because, like, you guys met in Rome. And then it's like, well, how did you, how did you like, keep that thing going? Because you were obviously different areas, different schools. Yeah. I think, like, at first we were like, we're not really dating. Let's just get home and we'll see what happens. But, I mean, that also didn't last very long because we were like, we kind of said we would see if we felt like figuring out dating from different states or whatever. Right. But, I mean, it only took till like, the end of that summer that we were like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. And now look at look at where you are. That's how things go. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So do you remember the first time he met your family? Because that's always kind of like a nerve-wracking yeah. experience. I don't really remember exactly. I feel like nowadays with, like, social media and shit, like, everyone kind of... I know Rachel was like on Rachel Linden was like on my Facebook before I met her, so it's like you kind of feel like you know them. Oh a yeah, little bit. she was scoping you so, out. She had to make sure you were oh, kosher. Totally. Well, speaking of Rachel in Rome, I remember looking at Mike's Facebook and being like, "Does this kid have any friends?" Like every single picture was of Rachel, and then like <laughs> at the shore or like I mean, there weren't pictures of you guys scattered through, but if you don't know anything about him and you would just look. It's all family pictures. I was like, is he a dork? Like, no, he's just oh, a family guy, right? Just a family guy, and also just Rachel is a picture taker. Yeah, and the obviously you guys are not like uploading Facebook albums every day. Well, and the Londons oh. just live a fun life. Like, they go places, they see shit, they meet people. Like, uh, we're all just a bunch of hermits. We just sit in our fucking ass and don't go anywhere. You guys are fun. Oh, we try. We try to have fun. <laughs> so, yeah. so you guys then you kept it going. And then you were up in New York for a while, right? So you living up in New York? Yeah, I lived in New York for five years. Five years? Wow, you were there that long. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, fucking right time after flies. college. So then, that's part of also why I think, well, we dated like senior year. But if I hadn't moved to New York, I don't know if we'd be here. Because we were like, Florida, New Jersey was real shitty, you know? Right. Yeah, so, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I've lived in New Jersey my entire life. I can't wait to get out of this state. It's just fucking awful okay. state. I mean, it's great. It's a great state and an awful state at the same time. A lot of bad things here, like taxes and all yeah. that shit. So you guys, yeah. you got Mike to come out to Cleveland with you. How's the house going? How how was that process? First of all, was that was that you more you or more Mike leading that process? Uh, well, it was more me, and I think I'm not. I mean, I think the house was a big motivator for him, but 
I guess he likes me because I got him to agree to it. So yeah, and you guys, it's been fun so far. You guys are in Shaker Heights, right? Yeah. I feel sure. like that's in like a Kid Cudi song. Did I make that up? It is. Yeah, he's from Shaker. Yeah. So you guys are just like hanging out with Kid Cudi now, probably like neighbors or something. Basically, yeah. We're coming down to the house. Uh, so is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. Holy shit. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm driving. I know. Driving the 15 passenger van down to Cleveland it should be a good time. I can't wait for you guys to roll up like with this giant van like honking because there's already gonna be people over. We're gonna be like they're here. <laughs> yeah, and big it's, van. it's a big fucking van. You won't be able to miss us. I'll have my oh, captain hat on. Um, so I'm wondering if you like sit in the driveway. That's a non-podcast topic. No, this yeah. trust me. This podcast goes all over the place. If you if you've ever yeah, listened to before, I listen you know. with Mike. I listened to several with Mike. I'd say it's a um, a podcast about nothing before it's a podcast about sports. Lots of yeah, weird shit. Yeah. Really, whatever I feel so, like, like talking about. It depends about. on your week, right, Brett? Sometimes you talk more about other stuff. Yeah, sometimes I go dark, too, and I get too heavy. I got to dial back. That's what Mike told me about you yesterday. <laughs> he was like, Brent can get dark and rageful. And I was like, I do not see that in him, but okay. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> definitely, that's like underneath the surface, just waiting to bubble up. So you guys have the house now. Um, yeah. How's the house going? Do you feel like it's a home now? You guys are like all yeah, settled in? Yeah, it does. It feels good. I think so far, I mean, Cleveland for me is like normal. It's like nothing. It's home. So right. that's not that exciting. But the house has been, I think, the most fun part about moving so far. And the dog likes the house. Yeah. We joke like, we did it for you, Ziggy. It's not for <laughs> yeah. you. Just it's it's it not your house. It's his house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, does he have a little yard to run around in? Yeah, he does. He's got a fence and everything. He's got to so. fucking love that. He got. He is like the zoomies for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Mike, right now you're kind of like uh, supporting him, right? He's uh, still on the on the job hunt. Are you? Yeah. Do you get Do you get frustrated with him just being a lazy asshole and sitting on his ass all day, or is he out, is he out doing no. stuff? Is he active? Well, the thing about this move, which is like, it's you know just part of life. But I moved to Philly without a job, so I know what it feels like. Right. Know? So I mean. It's been longer. Like I was, I only looked for maybe like two months before I started my job. But okay. he really didn't start right away. Like he got here and he was like doing house shit. Like he says he started, but he really started like a month or two ago. Well, he's got so he had shit to do. I get it. You know, your new spot, trying yeah. to figure stuff out, get your feet on the ground. And like you said, he's never left New Jersey really, so it's like you know you gotta like adjust to moving somewhere completely new too. Okay. So I gotta ask you a little bit about Mike. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you, what is something that he does that just drives you fucking insane? Like something that you're just like, fucking stop doing that. Um, well, he does. So one thing he does, which is sort of his fault, but it's like an ADHD thing. Like if he's sitting at the kitchen island, like whatever's stuck in his brain, he's humming it, tapping it, like skedadding it, whatever the fuck noise he's making. And I know you guys know how he Absolutely. does this because we were, I've, I, I've always noticed it, but like, I guess living together, you notice things more or whatever. So I remember being at the shore and he was like tapping and Rachel London grabbed his hands and was like, can you fucking stop? <laughs> and I was like, see, and then Judy and everyone stood up and were like, stop it. You have to listen. Like, this is so annoying. Yeah. It's like, he can't help it, but like, he'll get, the worst is when it's a song. Yeah. Like if it's just like movement, it's like, you can block it out, but he'll have like a chorus of a song and he'll just repeat it. Has he hit you with the, uh, the fruit salad, yummy, yummy song? 
know. Oh my god. Yet, but I know that one, I think. That's a Davism right he, there. Sometimes it's a Dave Bedecki original, yeah. Sometimes oh my. it's a different one. Does does he come often with the Dave stuff? Because like that's one thing I do that drives Jen nuts. Like all of like the Davisms I say. Like Yeah, but da. I kind of like them because they're funny. All your all your little groups inside jokes, like I've been with him so long now, but I like I feel like I know them. I'm glad you I'm glad yeah. you enjoy them because they drive Jen nuts and she's just like, Can you shut the fuck up? Like that's not even funny. I'm like, it's funny because it's my friends. <laughs> Well, I think Dave's really funny, so maybe Jen doesn't think Dave's funny. <laughs> no, she loves Dave. He's like he is hilarious. It's hard to not love Dave. He's a very yeah, endearing so kid. Funny. So the wedding planning process is stressful. Um, mm-hmm. did you enjoy it, or were you more of like I can't wait to get the shit over with? Well, I think our wedding's similar to what yours was, and it's kind of like my mom kind of took control, and it's very much like a big family wedding versus right. like a what me and Mike would want to do if it was our only our choice kind of thing. So how many people? So I'm really excited for 240. Holy shit. That's a lot. I know, man. I know. It's a lot. So, you know, like, I know from the beginning he's been telling you guys, like, see you in Rome, and it's, now we're like, shit, we should have just done that. <laughs> it'll be fun. No, clean, clean. I don't regret it because it's, you know, family's important, and this way you invite everyone you want. Yeah. It'll be fun to have you guys in town, but... If I had a le- you know a less Jewish Jewish mother, then it might be a different. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, be, we might be in Italy this week. <laughs> w- weddings are about your family more so than yourself, and that like yeah, when you have a close knit family, that's what happens. They take over. It's just the way yeah. it is. So it's not really a regret. It's just a fact. So yeah. are you feeling like stressed about the day, or is it more of like you've kind of got everything planned? Now it's just let's let's do this thing. I'm just ready to have a good time. I, apparently, I'm nervous because I've been having real fucked up dreams. But really? I don't feel nervous. Yeah. What kind I had of dream dreams? I saw somebody jump off of a building Holy and I watched shit. them die. That's heavy. I know. Holy I know. fuck. That yeah. is, that's some yeah. fucking deep shit. But I woke up and I'm like, why am I having this dream? Why did I not sleep? I feel fine. But it, I guess it's just excitement. And like your body's all weird. And I don't know. So is there anything about Cleveland? Because I'm coming to Cleveland. This is my first time going to Cleveland. I know like I hate on... Cleveland all the time to Mike just because it's easy, you know. It's yeah, like we do too. Did you ever see that Cleveland tourism video that's on the on YouTube? Yeah, at least we're not Detroit. <laughs> yeah, like I I fucking that's like one of my favorite YouTube videos. So like that's my it's only so real funny. perspective of Cleveland. What's like it's the real pretty, Cleveland like? It's pretty accurate. So it is pretty accurate. Well, I mean, it's accurate of the bad stuff, you know. But what's so? What's the good stuff? What's the redeeming qualities of Cleveland? Um, Mike likes to say like good food good people good music yeah because you guys are kind of like midwest i guess um yeah but it has an interesting like twist because it's kind of like pittsburgh where it's like it's midwest but it's also kind of rust belt it's yeah also rust belt right you know? so you gotta like all that blue collar mentality yeah like we're not really like wisconsin no you know? that's fucking like, down there or up there up yeah there? that's real up midwest. there yeah when i think of like, like that area like i think of Stephen avery Davis. you know Stephen avery from making yeah. a murder murder so you're not quite well, that think of the, if you think of cleveland don't think of the ariel castro guy that uh, uh, he kidnapped those girls oh shit you that was in cleveland video, the guy was like i was getting chicken at mcdonald's and these girls <laughs> ran up did give away that one <laughs> yeah yeah so a white girl walked up to my house i said dead giveaway yeah that should happen Cleveland's cool, though. I looked up some fun facts about Cleveland. You got a river that's just, like, set on fire, like, 18 fucking times or something like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. How does that even happen? Is it just pollution? Pollution. Oh, gross. 
But I've actually read it hasn't caught on fire in a long time. It's been like since the 80s, I think. Yeah, so it might catch on fire this weekend from how lit things are going to be. Oh, yeah. So is there anything you can give us about the wedding without giving anything away? Like maybe just like a fun teaser for everybody, what they need to know. Is there anything you uh, want to get out there to yeah, the people come listening? Hungry. Okay. Come hungry, for sure. Right. Um, and please drink a lot because we have a lot of alcohol. And if you don't drink it, we get to take it home. So oh, I don't think that'll be a problem. The teasers is like the stuff that the girls would care about, not the guys. So the guys just come hungry and drink. Okay, that's good. And there's some Philly touches too, so we, we threw that in there. Well, we certainly Late night appreciate snacks that. Are Philly themed, so. We're also going to bring the Philly. That's what we do. Yeah. We're I like a tra- we're a traveling piece of culture. That's what that's what yeah. we're about. Yeah. All right. So, any last words to the crew before you uh, depart for your wedding? And we wish you good luck. No, I'm really excited for tomorrow night. It's been like the it's been my uh, start off to the whole weekend. You know, Thursday nights. Ready well, to go. We're excited too, and I'm I'm we're coming down 15 passenger van tomorrow. We should be there yeah. probably you know seven eight o'clock hopefully if uh, we don't we'll have, have to stop for the girls to pee. And drinks mixed and. There you go. All right, all right. Well, good luck yeah. to you this weekend. Well, I'm sure we'll Thanks. be seeing you a lot between now and then. But yeah, you will. Just my advice to you. I know yeah. people probably have told you this, but your wedding day is a blur. So just yeah. soak it in. Soak it in. I, all I yeah. did all day was like, it's just so nice to have everybody here. Like it's just like. Well, I felt like awesome. that at my bachelorette party too. I'm sure Mike did. It's just like all your favorite people, and you're like, you're here for me. Mm-hmm. Like really. And yeah, there's honestly and nothing so, more enjoyable than that. It's it's honestly like yeah. the only time in your life you're gonna have literally the probably everyone you care about in one spot. So just Yeah, and especially like that. grandparents and some people that maybe at later life things will be there. So I think it's it'll be a great time. Well, I'm looking forward to it yeah. and good luck with yeah. everything. Don't stress. We'll see you guys. I'm not. I feel well, my dreams tell me I'm stressed, but yeah. my daytime behavior tells me i'm okay it's just so we'll see all right we'll, breakdown, but. we'll make sure mike gets there in one piece so you don't gotta worry about yeah. that but he all can right. be a little drunk he's not gonna want to drink guys but let it drink, uh, that's... drink a <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see I mean, about before that. the before it starts oh no yeah we'll, whiskey, he needs it. we'll have a respectable buzz for the ceremony and he's funny when he's drunk so he'll be, he'll be good he'll be good he's a fuzzy little man peach he's he's very sweet <laughs> Yeah, he is. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy, so I thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm sure everybody enjoyed having you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brent. We'll All right. See you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Ashley, everybody, I love getting the uh, the significant others on the podcast. It's just a, it's a nice perspective to gain in a very male-dominated podcast where we just hear about dicks and farts and fucks and all, and all that stuff. So thank you, Ashley, for joining. Mike, I hope you, you, uh, you can appreciate the lady coming on and uh yeah got me even a little bit more juice for the wedding i completely forgot about tomorrow that we're having a, a big bash at ml's place first time going there i'm definitely going to uh to snuggle the shit out of your dog he's fucking adorable love ziggy and uh we're gonna drink some beers maybe some smoked meats i know mike's been, mike's been talking about smoking meats i'm just my mouth's watering now can't wait so i asked the audience to uh submit some some sounders some stuff Related to Mike, either uh, something to send him off on his way to become a married man or uh, just a story about Mike or just it's, you want to give him some advice, give him some advice and got a lot of responses. No surprise. Everybody loves Mike. And uh, let's just go right to him because some of them are a lot of fun. And uh, 
think you'll get a kick. So let's start with Uncle BJ. Hey, Mike, Chicago kid here. Wanted to just reach out and send my well wishes and congrats to you and your future wife. Don't really have anything funny, no stories, no crazy memories. We haven't known each other long, but do want to say thank you for uh, always accepting me into the group. You're always uh, clowning with me and making me feel like one of the boys, and I, I'll, I'll always appreciate that. And that's the same for everybody. You guys always treated me like one of the guys, and that means a lot to me. So I want to say thanks. Um, and hopefully you, uh, you you play this marriage thing better than your fucking fantasy team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See you, bud. Thanks for calling in, BJ. That's uh, that's very true. He he's a very accepting guy. He he brings you into the crew, and you should be. You're a cool, dude. Thanks for checking in, Uncle BJ. Let's go to your brother-in-law. Mike, you're getting married this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great weekend. You know, we got a lot planned. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, even. Um, just one piece of advice, real quick. On Saturday, when you're you know doing doing the thing with the uh, ceremony. And it comes to the part where you got to break the glass. you got to commit, Mike. you got to commit. Don't be a post-post and, and go like you're going to break the glass and then miss and then fuck up because you're going to look like a post-post in front of everybody if you do that. So, um, you know, just commit. You got it. You heard it, dude. Got to commit. Stomp that fucker out. Break that glass. Consummate the marriage. Do the damn thing. All right. Let's give, uh, let's give Mike a shout-out. Congrats, Mike. I think I may offer a... Uh, Slightly different opinion. Uh, not one of the bros. You want to talk about Maine, dude? You want to talk about Maine? You want to talk about being best friends forever? I know all your dicks taste. Um, all jokes aside, uh, Michael, good friend, good dude. I know you'll be a good husband. Uh, some quick things I want to bring up is, uh, like, just, I don't know. We fucked off a lot at Dave's house late high school, early college. Uh, both of your parents' houses were, like, meccas to us for partying in high school um and always at a good time and uh you were you were my dude you were my my, my jew dude in my corner like a lot of jews in cherry hill but not many of them were like good dudes so we had a hell of a time um and i also remember getting my sister fucked up on a blunt uh that we forced on her in your jeep i think like at a senior year party which she still reminds me of like all the time uh, but anyway, uh, good luck to you guys. Um, I know you will uh, have a great life ahead. Happy to see you happy. Sorry, I can't be there. Um, best of luck. We'll be in touch, as always. Talk to you soon. Zach checking in. I, I remember that incident where we got Allie Marin, Ripper Magood on some, on some good blunt. Mm, good times. High school. Great times, man. Awesome shit. I'm going to go to uh, our first story. It's really, truly our first story. Um, this one comes from our boy Dave. One of my favorite Mike stories when we were in Maine, and he had the SS London out. We were on the main boat. He was following us, and he turns around and goes, follow me, boys, and hits a huge rock. <laughs> and the motor's just like, Brrr. It's a great story. Also, another one I like when... Uh, we went to an Eagles game, me, my dad, his dad, and Mike, and we were packing up stuff at the tailgate. We had a bottle of JD that was in the cooler. They uh, had the little, they didn't have a hatchback on, or they didn't have the backer on 
the pickup truck, it was just like, I think it was just like a bar that was going across. And we were like, we have room in our truck. They're like, nah. So we leave the neighborhood, turn the corner, <laughs> the cooler goes fucking flying right on Cropwell. And the bottle of Jack Daniels shatters. Good stories. Mike, congratulations, pal. I can't wait for your wedding. You guys are make a beautiful couple. You're going to make some beautiful babies. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, boys. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. I can just picture it. Um, thanks for checking in, Dave. Dave, always old, reliable. Um, yeah, strap up your coolers, though, boys. That uh, You never want that to happen. That's disastrous. Strap them up. Uh, Mark. Mark and I have been talking about you know, Cleveland. We shit on Cleveland a lot. I think we all kind of take a few shots at Cleveland. But uh, Mark wants to remind you all. He wants to remind you just where this wedding is taking place. I forget. Where's your wedding again? Is it in Cleveland or is it the uh, mistake on the lake? Or are they at the same place? Fucking Cleveland? She. <laughs> she. The mistake on the lake. I like that. I might, I might use that this weekend. We'll see. We'll see how Cleveland is. So I was just thinking, if you're married and you live in Cleveland, does it really count? And I guess we'll find out, right? We'll find out. Another one, we were in eighth grade. It was when we just started hanging out, and Mike had his next telephone. Remember those next telephones? They had the walkie-talkies. Like, they were the coolest things at the time. And uh, he had all these, like, conversations with his girlfriend at the time, Chelsea, saved on his phone. And he's just, like, sitting in my backyard. I'll never forget it. And he's playing it. And he, one of them is like, she's just a bitch. And I don't remember the context of it. I don't know if he was talking about Chelsea or Chelsea's friend. But she's just a bitch, dude. It's funny. <laughs> you know. Another one, he made Zach Ornstein cry at his eighth grade uh, hockey party. Me, Gazal, in London, cracking up on the staircase. Zach Ornstein goes crying to Mike's mom. He either was, like, getting made fun of at the party or I don't know. I'm trying to think of some good stories here. There's lots of good Mike stories. It's almost hard to remember because they all kind of blur, blur together. And because we do a lot of uh, marijuana. I'm sure that doesn't help. Uh, Mark wants to know about the food, though. Mike, I hope there's cocktail wieners at your wedding. No cocktail wieners, then, uh, you know, I'm out. Peace. Better have those weenies, man. Get your weenies ready. All right, Mike, in all seriousness, will there be bagels and locks at the Sunday brunch? I need to know. I need to know. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. I guess you'll just have to wait and find out, Mark. Why don't you just... Wait and see. Hey, it's Stein. Uh, I'm here with Eric. <laughs> uh, we're about ready to go do a job tonight, but um, before we go, I just wanted to uh, let Mike know that uh, you know I'm sorry we couldn't be there for his uh, his weekend. Um, it's going to be a blast. Uh, you're going to be surrounded by you know family and friends and your new yeah. beautiful wife. <laughs> and dude, just. If I have one bit of advice for that day, it would be honestly just just take it all in, man. It's gonna be it's gonna go really quick, and it's but it's it's really fun to be able to celebrate with everyone, and uh, you know it's it's the start of a new adventure, that's for sure, and it, it's it's the best thing I ever did. Um, and so just remember, man, uh, 
my one bit of advice outside of that one day would be you just don't marry the woman. You marry you're part of the family. So you're marrying essentially the family as well. So for you, Mike, that's a, that's a good thing because she's a fucking millionaire. So good for you, buddy. You don't have to do anything the rest of your life. Kind of like how you were just, you know, doing it now. Nothing. So just keep on doing it, man. You're going to do a great job. Uh, like I said, Margaret and I wish you the happiest, uh, you know, time. And uh, we wish we could be there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we got to stay home in case this uh, this baby decides to come. We're coming around, uh, around the corner, and it's uh, coming quick. So Eric has some advice for you, um, you know, so go for it, Eric. Hey, congrats, my man. Just remember, love is a lot like a backache. It doesn't show up on x-rays, but you know it's always there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, good luck. I just looked that one up. Uh, I hope I uh, I win this week against Jake, but that won't happen. So, looks like I'm gonna get uh, paintballed. So, <laughs> fucking sucks. But the video of that piece. <laughs> we don't really do. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, man. Uh, I look forward to uh, hearing all that, seeing some photos, and uh, have a really good weekend. Stay safe. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, sorry, I haven't been kind of absent. Uh, we got a lot going on with the family. My uh, in-laws, my father-in-law's getting some cancer treatment done, and it's just like, they've been staying with us, so it's like a lot going on, plus with Margaret being pregnant and everything, and then work on top of that, so just uh, hang in there, guys. Uh, I love you guys, and uh, have a safe trip out there, and uh, have fun. All right, peace. Stein, man. Great kid. Great advice, too. You gotta cherish that moment. Inhale it, man. While you got everybody there. Let it all get, let's just breathe it all in. Enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, you're marrying the family. And uh, take care of that shit. That's Because uh, that's now your family. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Thanks, Stein. Thanks for checking in. Uh, back to Mark. Mark's also got some advice. Let's go to Mark for some advice. Mike, don't forget to buy your wife flowers every time and again, you know. Just buy those things that, you know, last a couple days and die. Because who doesn't love that, right? Fucking flowers. What's the point? <laughs> Make sure you get them, though. On random occasions, random flowers are the best flowers. That's my advice on top of Mark's advice. More advice from Mark. Mike, your wife is always right. Happy wife, happy life. It's true. Happy wife, happy life. If your wife's not happy, you're not going to be happy. That's just the way it is. Um, so, Mike, I, I would reach out to all the friends, and most of them are represented. We've got a couple that just knocked out of the park, so they're a little later on. Uh, but we're going to get to some special guests on the podcast, and I believe this next one is my youngest ever on the podcast. Let's go uh let's go to little Ben. I I'm I don't translate that well, but you know what it means. And that's what matters. So now Rachel, who's been an all star, she helped me put this all together. Um shout out to Rachel London or Rachel Pollock. Rachel London Pollock. What are we going by here? Let me know. Uh but she helped me put this whole thing together. And here's her and the little guy one more time. Do you love Aunt Ashley and Uncle Memes? Yeah. Little Benjamin Scott. That kid's cute. And I remember his name is Benjamin Scott because it's the same name as Jen's brother. Interestingly enough, Benjamin Scott's doing their thing. Um, we got a couple more for Mike's family. Let's check in with uh, with Meryl. Hi, Mike. It's Meryl. 
I'm looking forward to this whole weekend, and I just wanted to tell you how much that you mean to me and how much I love you and how much I miss you, but I'm happy that you found the love of your life. And just be good to Ashley and come home a lot and visit us, and I can't wait to see you tomorrow, and I love you. Bye. Beautiful stuff there from Meryl. I appreciate you checking in. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to talk to the podcast and to talk to to Mike. Awesome shit. Uh, we're going to go next to Mike's dad, who I will always remember for the giant flag he brought to the Eagles Super Bowl parade. The thing was just an absolutely clutch and essential thing to that experience, and I didn't even know I needed it, and that's why it was awesome. He's going to tell us a little bit about uh, about Mikey London, the goalie. Hey, Mike, it's Dad. I want to tell you that you were probably one of the best goaltenders I saw during all of school hockey uh, games. Uh, you played great games, except for the one time that you came out of the net and came all the way up to the blue line to slap a drifting puck, only to miss it and have the puck go into the goal. It's something that I, into the net. It's something that I'll never forget, and either, either will you. I love you, and good luck with everything. Mike was a fucking hell of a goalie. One of the better goalies I've played in front of. I played in front of a lot of goalies back in my day. And uh, he's the one that always like stood on his head when you needed him to and then let in soft goals like that to just piss you off. But Mike was a great goalie. Thank you, uh, Mr. London, for checking in. Uh, now let's hear from the Pollock family. We're going to hear first from Andrew Jackson Pollock. Take it away, brother. Memers, your big day's coming up. I'm so proud of you, bro. Uh, I'm very honored and happy to be able to call you my brother. And uh, I look forward to standing up there by your side for your big day. All love, your great brother, and uh, all the best. Love you, bro. Thank you for checking in, Mr. Pollock. Um, well said. Cool dude. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming down to Charleston. We had a great time. Hope you had a good time. I had a great time. Great time. Um uh, Gonna go over now to Rachel. And a shout out again to Rachel helping me put this together. Very nice message for her brother. Michael, memes, Zoll, Bubba Joe. You're a pain in the ass, but you're my best friend, and we miss you around here. You've been my partner in crime. We made a bunch of nannies quit on us because we were so bad. And I taught you to smoke for the first time on our roof. So it's basically all my fault. Uh, I'm really happy that you're happy, and even though you're getting married, I hope you'll always need advice from me and call me and bother me forever. I love you. Mazel. Mazel. And uh, again, great family. Can't wait to fucking party with you guys. Let's go to uh, let's go to Judy. Can't have a podcast without Judy. Judy! Mike, what can I say just a few days before you are married to your true love? You are an amazing son. And I'm so proud of the man you have become. I wish you and Ashley all the love, luck, and happiness in the world. I love you guys, Mom. That's probably the most, like, the sweetest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. It just warms my icy little heart. That's beautiful. Beautiful love in this family. Great family. I'm excited to party with all, all you guys and, and chill. I'm put Jake in this spot because... Jake did a hell of a job here. Uh, Jake came through, as he always does. Uh, let's hear from Jake on Mike. 
Mike London. A mensch's mensch. Your favorite mensch's favorite mensch. A pot smoking, whiskey drinking, Velcro hair having horn dog. The man with the largest illegally downloaded porn collection in the world. Mr. All Forearms. A man has been pulled over by the police while smoking pot more than five times and never been arrested. Something unheard of in modern civilization. The world traveler who discovered that the Trevi Fountain is better at night. Huh? Huh? Hello? I'm London. Uh, I'm a London. You've grown from a little Hebarian to a mighty mensch. Some might even say the head heeb. From making nachos on top of nachos after high school, to ripping Lily and facing pinners on your dad's back porch, to putting on your big boy pants and graduating and getting a job. It's been great watching you grow up from an irresponsible ADHD little shithead to a slightly more responsible adult. In all seriousness though, Mike, you've got a great girl and a great family. And outside of living in Cleveland, your future's looking pretty bright. I hope the next chapter of your life is everything you want it to be and more, because you deserve it, buddy. Love you, and I can't wait to celebrate with you. Fucking well done, Jake. Beautiful. That's exactly what we're looking for here on the podcast. It's excellent. Excellent work. Great. I'm fucking speechless. Perfectly said. Um, you guys remember how Mike would just be a creature in his basement? Do you remember that? And his mom would probably have to say something like, Mike, Michael, come up from the basement. I'm sure you heard that a million times in your life, Mike. Get up off your ass and go! Dude, he needs it. Uh, but I appreciate everybody for participating in this. That was excellent. Only one more thing left to say. Dave. All aboard the BS Express. Let's go see Lundy, baby. Fucking A right, buddy. We got to go see our boy Mike. That's all there is left to say. And uh, we're excited to uh, to go see you and celebrate this joyous occasion. And I hope that everybody going to the wedding will have safe travels and get there safe. And then we're going to have a great fucking time because uh, that's what we do. We go places and we fucking have fun. So get your fucking shit together. Go pack right now. If you're not packing already, you should be packed and on your way. By the time you're listening to this, you should be uh, ready to fucking rock and roll. Uh, Next week, we will get back to fantasy football. This week was all about Mike. But uh, just join, join in the fun every week. Right here with Talking Issues here, Kamish. That's me. We'll see you next time. Mike, excited to celebrate, brother. See you soon. Can keep my hands on myself. We go dust them all, put them back up on the shelf. Kiss my little baby girl as a knee. Then I come and I left you. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. I've been feeling it since 1966. Now. I'll be over.